here we go. This is exciting. I feel like I'm on TV right now. This is your guy. We've been begging for years and years. I get excited. What are you like, I get yeah, you're excited. like a dog, you're like a dog leg. taking a piss with his leg up. I have I have the point that I'm about to make. Okay. I have, it's like, I'm glad something else isn't sticking up because oh, you're excited. Wow. I think fantasy football nerds and like people obsessed with fantasy football have actually ruined fantasy football now. This is what makes football fun. Like this, these are these big moves, these big storylines. This is what we all eat up. And you're, no. gonna, you're gonna say you're sorry when you did not up text on your phone. Me. Here we go, episode one twenty three of the Hardline Sports Talk. I'm Michael Merlo. That's John Michael Masiri on the other side of the screen. JM, it is the Thursday. Well, now Friday or Saturday for our listeners mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl. We're just a few days away. I don't know what it feels like to be a player or a coach in this game, but this must be the longest two weeks of your life if you're in this game. But before we talk about how the players are doing and what we think is going to happen, I'm going to ask you how you're doing. I'm doing good, man. Always, uh, always good to come on here, whether it's in person, whether it's online, uh, talk some ball with you. Um, Right now is the first moment in a long time, probably since November, where I've been like thinking about, three sports at one time i've been thinking basketball i've been thinking football and i've been thinking baseball um you know if you want to you want to throw in some nascar too that's what we're really i've been thinking about but nobody wants to hear me talk about that so uh yeah it feels good um i think you're a little ahead of me with baseball i think you're starting to get excited i will say um i've been i've been feeling a little under the weather these uh today so i um had a lot of downtime so I actually watched the entire compilation of Aaron Judge's 62 home runs, which was like 30 minutes long. Mm, um, and I watched nice. the whole video, like uninterrupted. Like didn't check my phone. Like, but it was kind of nice. Feels good to just zone out. You know what I mean? Did it did it get you back in the feel a little bit? It like, did. I started getting a little excited. Coming? I started getting a little excited. Then I saw Josh Donaldson greeting him at home plate and started you know yelling things. Yeah. Um, but I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And uh. Watched a lot of Super Bowl coverage today. Starting to get get real excited. So yeah. I'm good. I think this game, and before we start about the game, so let me just I'll plug our social medias quickly. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube to like and subscribe to the channel. We've had some great feedback, great support lately, and we really appreciate it. You know, on the social medias, check us out. We got posts usually every day or, you know, a few times a week at least. So make sure you're checking that out. But this game here, it does, it, you know, we got, I think we got lucky because we got two really great storied franchises. And I think we did get the two best teams, at least with the way they were playing down the stretch here with the Chiefs and the Niners. You know, you, you talk about the Chiefs and the offense turning it on during the postseason and their defense, the way the defense played throughout the entire season. And then flip over to the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, they were arguably the best team in football all season long, definitely in the NFC. I mean, with the statement they made in Philadelphia in the middle of the year, they definitely proved themselves to be the best team in the NFC. And I think we've gotten lucky here with this matchup. What do you think? You know, um, from a fan reaction, you know, two weeks ago when uh, both, both championship games were over, I was annoyed. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to see the chiefs make it. And you know, I, I, I was, I was probably rooting slightly for the lions, but I was happy to see the Niners make it. I didn't really have a problem with them getting there, but to see this matchup um, again in the Super Bowl annoyed me, but now as as time's going by and as we're getting closer to the game, it really uh, I'm trying to think at previous Super Bowl matchups, and I really can't think of one where you have two. I like to use the word juggernaut, and the Chiefs haven't been a juggernaut this year. You know their story has been much different than over the past couple years, but. Over the f- past five years, the Chiefs have been more juggernaut than anybody else. I I, I just think that this it, this matchup is so exciting because these two teams, right? When you have two teams like the Niners and the Chiefs, they seem to miss each other in the Super Bowl, right? One team, like we saw it last year, Chiefs make it last year, Niners miss it, right? And you always feel like they can never match up together, and they did five years ago. But guess what? That was the Niners' first real run right? That was the Chiefs' first appearance in the Super Bowl in the Mahomes era and first appearance in decades. To have both these teams where the Niners are not a dynasty, but they've been sort of the NFC top dog over the past five years. If you had to choose one team, they always seem to be in it. 
and they were certainly in it this year, and they've now made it to the Super Bowl. And now to have the Chiefs, who have ruled the AFC, who have been there four out of five years, who have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, to have them matching up in the Super Bowl at this stage in their timelines is special, I think. You know, a lot of the, whether it's the NBA, Twitter account, or Major League Baseball does this a lot, they'll write stories, and, you know, they project the next 10 World Series matchups, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a crapshoot at that point, you know, trying to predict the World Series matchups or any championship matchups, you know, even a year out, but they do it five to 10 years out. And it's interesting sometimes when you see some of the matchups, and I kind of think of it like, you know, when we had that first matchup between San Francisco and, and Kansas City, you would have thought they would have gotten back and played each other again. Like you mentioned, these are just two great franchises with great head coaches and mm -hmm. you know really good players. And you would have thought they would have gotten there again. And it's funny with San Francisco, the way they've gotten back with the players they've gotten back with. And I think more specifically, Brock Purdy, they're back with, you know, a undrafted. I mean, excuse me, yeah. the last pick in the draft, Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant. And it's just the, the whole storyline of Purdy to me with the San Francisco team to go along with Shanahan, it, it, it really does make this even more intriguing. Yeah, and I mean, the storyline is very intriguing. And I think the fact that these aren't the same two teams by any means, really, um, that first matched up in the Super Bowl, I think that makes it a lot cooler, right? You got a completely different quarterback like you're talking about for the 49ers. CMC was still you know, in his prime of the Carolina Panthers days when the Niners made it back in uh, 2019. So this is a um, a new look 49ers, right? You still have some familiar faces in, in George Kittle and in Debo Samuel, but it's cool to have uh, this sort of uh, new new age Niners now. It's a, it's, a, it's a part two. This isn't Warriors Cavaliers where you have the same faces popping up year after year, right? We're, we're, we got a completely different look here for the Niners, especially – and um, the way the Chiefs are built in general, right? You had a you had a Tyreek Hill, and you had that that hot, flashy offense. And ooh, is that defense going to hold up against the Niners? Now it's the complete opposite. Now it's well, they got Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, and then everybody else, and whoever the hell they got over there for weapons wise. And the Chiefs' identity, besides their amazing Hall of Fame quarterback, is that defense. You know, I think talking about Shanahan a little bit here. I don't know if there's been a head coach under more pressure in the biggest game in a while because look at, you know, kind of his, you know, career arc. You know, he's been he's been, you know, labeled as one of the top offensive minds in the league for years and even before he had become a head coach with San Francisco, but go back to the 2016 Super Bowl where they blow the lead and I've never seen a coordinator get as much blame as the head coach did for blowing and losing a football game as Shanahan did in that Super Bowl, and deservedly so with the way they handled, you know, having that big lead. Then you go back to 2019, and, you know, I don't think it was his fault, but, you know, they lose the game, and, you know, that's another mark on his resume now. Well, he didn't win in the bigger game. And now we look at the last four, at four out of the last five seasons there in the NFC Championship game, and they're not getting over the hump until now, and now they're back. So for Shanahan, I think this is a big game for his legacy. And huge, I think yeah. for him to just to, just get over that hump of not being able to win the big game, yeah. I think that's a big deal. Well, I think I'm just trying to think back now to some coaches that were maybe under similar pressure. I mean, I'm I'm probably McVay his second time around. You know, it, it wasn't too okay. hot, but it was like, all right, you lose this one. Now it's we're starting to, you know, everybody was calling Sean McVay the, the, the next genius of the NFL. And it's like, yeah. well, we can't really give you that title if you lose two Super Bowls. Um, and he obviously ended up winning that one. But honestly, the, the last coach I could think that had the same sort of storyline, the same sort of pressure was Andy Reid with his first Super Bowl um, on the flip side of it against Shanahan with the Chiefs because before that, Andy Reid didn't have a ring. And Andy yeah. Reid was getting talked about to be an all-time head coach, and he was really getting up there with all-time wins. And it was like, all right, but you never, you haven't won a championship. It, it, it's time. And I think there was a lot of pressure on him there to uh to get it done because he finally had that MVP quarterback uh, you know the, the 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 sexy offense and I really I, if you if you would like to I would like to talk more about Andy Reid because yeah. I think he's getting credit now more and more but I still think he doesn't get enough credit. I think that 
everybody hears Bill Belichick's name and is immediately like, oh, probably the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. I am, this might surprise you, and it's not Patriots hater, JM. I'm not trying, I'm not being biased here. I am really getting to the point where if they win this Super Bowl, if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, I will come on the show next week and I will tell you that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are quite possibly in the same respect as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at that point. Because number one, I want to bring up Andy Reid's past before Mahomes. Sure, he had some shortcomings in Philly. I would argue that he elevated that team to, to, to points where they didn't know it was possible, right? Donovan McNabb had a really nice career with Philly. Mike Vick gets out of prison and ends up having one of the best years of his career there, and they're relevant again. Then he goes to Kansas City. Alex Smith, you know, not a bad quarterback, but number one pick, disappointing career at that point, and ends up having his best years in Kansas City and mm-hmm. winning a couple playoff games. And then what we all forget, Pat Mahomes was drafted by Andy Reid, and I'm sorry, any other coach out there, you could list a couple like your McVeighs, and we could get all hypothetical here. There is no other coach out there that would be able to develop Patrick Mahomes into what he is today like Andy Reid has. And I think that if they go three Super Bowls now in what, five years? Five years. That Congratulations, you're in Tom Brady, Bill Belichick territory. Yeah, the, I think the one thing that you know they would get a ton of credit for is that Mahomes looks so much more developed than Brady did four or five years in. You know, because I mean, we looked at those numbers after they beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship game, and Mahomes is significantly better than Brady was. Brady had the championships, but overall play, I mean, every number back Mahomes. So with Andy Reid and 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 Mahomes, I think they need to win probably one more, like get to four, win more than they did in like that kind of like five six year span. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you can. Because they won three. Do you count three championships in like a five, six year span as a dynasty? Like, do you think oh, the Giants 100%. were a dynasty I, in baseball? I, I, I don't know what the. There's obviously no definition of dynasty. No, it's really sports. just like what you think. Like it's but, up for determination. Like I could, like I, I saw this debate on Twitter. I know we're sp- switching sports. I do consider the Astros to be a dynasty. If you win multiple championships and have multiple championship appearances in a five to six year span. I think you're a dynasty. The Astros ran through the AL year after year. So I think the Chiefs, whether they win this one or lose this one, I still think you consider them a dynasty over the past five years. You have two Super Bowl. Let's hypothetically, let's say they lose. They got four Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowls over that span. There, I think they're a dynasty. See, I think I think the Astros how many of the Astros win? Two? The Astros won 2017 and 2022. Two. I think they needed. I think you need one more there. I think you need one more because I know I you talk about the more. AL. You talk about the AL championship and the AL championship, the pennants they won, and even just getting to that championship series. They probably needed one more. I, Same thing I, with Chiefs. I just think <sighs> with sports today, especially in baseball, you know, football, the rules really haven't changed too much, but especially in baseball, the way that players are much more marketable now, and it's not just these gigantic these huge market teams and the way analytics and saber metrics have come into the game where you have these small market teams like the Rays competing. And, you know, we could talk about the money ball days. Like I think it's really hard to win year after year in baseball, like the Yankees did in the late nineties. Yeah. So I think what the Astros did, I think deserves done. And I can't stand them. Um, but I think deserves dynasty respect. It's a good point by Reed, though, and I think that point you make about Reed being under pressure in that first Super Bowl, I think he's probably under more pressure than Shanahan was in this one, 100%. I mean, we st- we are dealing with here, you know, the last pick in the draft, and I think uh, Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit. Let's talk about the last pick in the draft. I think he's my favorite player in football right now. That's Brock Purdy, the last pick in the 2022 draft. You see that? Um, you see the owner of the Niners. I want to say his name's Jed York. I am, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Did yep. you see that clip about him talking about Shanahan? How he went up to him uh, Third after best practice. He's like, "Yeah, the guy we drafted last overall is probably our best quarterback." Yeah. How funny is that, man? Yeah. That's a that's a great story. Yeah, I that's one that. of those things where you're like, "Uh, okay, is that a good thing or a bad thing?" Um, you know, they what were, do you think? Were, what do you think of Shanahan saying though? 
oh, we're st- but, but Trey's still the guy. Trey's still the guy, and like Jimmy's backing him up. What do you what do you think of that? I think it's you don't want to pull the you don't want to pull the plug too soon. I think Shanahan probably it's a little ego. You know they they you're just at that point where I think they were they were okay to they had a little insurance with how good that team was that they could still kind of try to force this Trey Lance thing and not completely fall on their face and they did it. I mean you know they they've been division champion year after year basically and in in the deep in the playoffs year after year um through what whoever their quarterback has been but i i mean i get it i mean what 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 is your take on it um what was my question i'm dead serious you asked me a question you didn't even remember what it was you asked me what do you think about him saying Trey's still our guy i think that and I watched the video six times. Sorry, I was thinking about my next question, which you're gonna love. Okay. Um, I think Brock Purdy, I think you had time to develop Purdy, so I think you're kind of right there. Well, we're gonna try with Trey, we gave up so much for Trey, let's see what works. Yeah, and if it really just f- fell flat on our faces, whatever. I don't think they would, even if he was clearly the best guy where everybody knew that he was the better quarterback out of those three, I still don't think they would have wanted him to start yet. And ideally they wouldn't have had him start any games last year. Ideally they would have had him just ride the bench and learn and keep developing and then throw him in there. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, do you know, I uh, don't want to get this number wrong. I think he started like 45 games in college or something. Yeah. That is so insane. Like, and they're talking about it. You're gonna love this. I was, I really was watching the herd today. Like, pretty That's my intensely. guy. That's my guy. And they're talking about these GMs and everybody. Like, nobody knows still how to draft quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, it's, it's really, it's crazy how it's such a mystery. But I think that it's going to be that way forever because I think supports the fact that we say all the time just because this guy's a great prospect situation matters coaching matters environment matter everything matters that's why when i see like i think i talked about this last week when i see jets fans on twitter saying oh we passed on patrick mahomes and oh we passed on josh allen let me tell you something jets fans if we had josh allen or we had patrick mahomes they probably end up not I don't want to say sucking because they have so much talent, but they wouldn't be what they are right now because we would mess it up in some way. Well, also think about this. I complete. What is wrong with my brain right now? I keep forgetting when I was going to say, you know, while you're trying to regroup, let me do a quick interruption. This NFL awards thing right now is an actual, like absolute joke. I just read two things within five minutes on Twitter that are making me lose my mind right now. Number one, um, Christian McCaffrey won Offensive Player of the Year, which right, is obvious. I, everybody should vote Christian McCaffrey. Maybe you want to say Hill, but he got hurt, right? No, it's him. C.D. Lamb received a first-place vote for Offensive Player of the Year. He had one first-place vote. They should make that person, whoever did that, publicly say who it was and then fire them from the committee that votes for that. Uh, you really secondly, think that's that outrageous? That's ridiculous. I mean, Over McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb. Great season. I think CD. I think CD probably was over Tyreek. Oh, but what? What's the argument? It's not Tyreek like, got hurt. It's it, but his numbers were still good, better anyways. It doesn't matter if you want to say like, oh, well, you know, CD played on the Cowboys. They had a great year. Tyreek Hill and you know, Christian McCaffrey's in the Super Bowl. Tyreek Hill and CD Lamb were bounced down the same round. So th- there's no argument for team performance. Yeah, I don't know. CD was that good though. CD was that dominant, and he it was just get a him. First place freaking vote. Um, anyway, what I wanted to Hall say Hall of was, Fame class. Well, last one. Hall oh, of Fame yeah. class. Um, Julius Peppers, Devin Hester, Dwight Freeney, Andre Johnson, Patrick Willis, Steve McMichael. I don't even know who that is. Not gonna lie. And Randy Gradishar. Those got to be like executives. I don't even no, know. No, no Antonio Gates. Um, huh? Yeah, that's exactly. What it is. No Antonio Gates is actually wild. But yes, yeah, texted about that before. Anyway, yes, yeah, that's crazy. What I wanted to say before about the drafting thing, I think you're going to see a lot of offensive coaches here draft more quarterbacks, even if they're not in need of one, as we saw Shanahan yeah. do, to try, not only to try and replicate what he did, but these offensive coaches, I mean, they could think on the fly. They're very good, you know, obviously offensively with quarterbacks, mm-hmm. a lot of them. 
try and develop your backup because we saw how important a backup quarterback was this season where if you're not signing one and spending a ton of money on one, spend a draft pick on one of these guys and try and develop them and make them your backup and potentially your starter, depending on you know your quarterback situation moving forward. So I think we're going to see that a lot. My question to you that I thought you would love was, this is really off topic, Purdy, $900,000 is what he's making, right? You hear me there? Yeah, you. Ju- I thought you froze. What the hell was that? No, I'm. I'm asking you. He's making nine hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, I thought that was a rhetorical question. Do you think that Brock Purdy is like sitting in Vegas? That, and I know he can't gamble, obviously, but the amount of money flowing around Vegas, you know, the billions of dollars, and I would do anything to be there. But do you think he's like really jealous of these people making money? Like, could like listen? I know nine hundred thousand dollars a lot of money. We're broke college students. We understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're not anymore. I'm still a broke college. Student. You know the <laughs> you know the feeling of being yeah. a broke college student. Yeah, Purdy and and these guys is lens is a broke kid making yeah. nine hundred thousand dollars. I mean, do you I mean, think okay, he feels um, a little bit. I mean, I imagine at this point he's probably making millions. I think I don't know if he has any endorsement deals lined up. I would imagine he does. If he doesn't, and I'm a company doing marketing, I jump all over that. Um, yeah, no, but it's, it definitely does got to sting a little bit. Um, you know, what is he, he's going to go, be going into his third year of that contract. So, you know, depending on what happens, um, if they win the Super Bowl, I imagine that they'll give him an extension. Maybe they'll wait another year. You know, I don't know if he's the type of guy that's going to start putting some pressure on him. I know he's a, a family guy, a little bit reserved kid. I don't know he if he's a great you know, kid. Man. I'm sure, but I'm sure his agent, you know, any, any, there's, there's no modest sports agents out there. They're all sharks. Yeah. So, um, I'd imagine that they're year now. Him, what? He can't get paid though. What do you mean? Like legal, like, like in the NFL, he's not allowed yeah, to get any like, Yeah. Like I think it's a, another year, another full year. How crazy well, is that? In that case, I'm telling my teammates, yo, uh, you know, George Kill, Debo Samuel, they, CMC. They can't let him pay for Let me anything. get a little scuttle. These guys must be paying for everything. Oh, they got to pay for everything. They must be. I mean, we knew that story about McCaffrey and uh, you know, the, the Christmas presents or whatnot. He yeah. bought the offensive line. He, like, took care of that for him. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's a tough situation. I, I think he's all right. I think. I mean, we we know he's not making ends meet, but I'm saying I'm, I'm sure he's getting endorsements. I'm sure he's getting some sort of perks where he's – very comfortable financially, and I'm sure he's has the money to splurge on some some nice. I mean, he's paid. Thing. I think he has a roommate. I, if this story is true from the offseason, he's got I, a roommate yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah, and we know about well, San Francisco. That's not that's not a good place. But, to live but he has a girlfriend. I don't know what the deal is there. Oh, didn't he just? I think he just asked her to marry uh, him. This, what this is, we're turning into like E News right now. We're gonna talk about Taylor Swift next. We could if we want. How about that? How about that flight to from Japan to Vegas, man? Yeah, uh, enough. I've That's been enough. Can we get into these bets soon? Because I'm I'm actually like developing a problem for Sunday. I'm already I'm doing research on weird stuff right now. How weird that you got to make sure you can gamble on it here. You're not allowed to gamble on a lot of crap. Bet MGM. You can bet on the so many things on the halftime show really you can bet on what the first song is going to be how many songs he's going to sing are you going to bet on that are you if that much wear, of a if generator okay hey, you need something during the halftime show there is a bet where you can pick if he's wearing a hat or not when he comes out for the halftime show and i'm liking no no's like plus 130 i'm getting plus odds on that oh my god you know what <laughs> You saw the the amount of money that's going to be legally wagered on gamble on uh, wagered this weekend. No, what's the number? It's like the, it's in the bit. It's like fifty or sixty billion. You know, uh, you know. So this is just ridiculous. I I wanted to tell you about this. So yesterday, I'm just bored on I'm scrolling on YouTube, right? And yeah. the first video there is this like sixty minutes special on sports gambling, and it's like. 13 minute video right it's not 60 minutes they lied um so i'm like you know what let me watch this and it's talking about like how like sports gambling is like the new epidemic and it is actually like hysterical like you need to watch it because the way they're talking about it they bring in this like sports gambling psychologist and he's like 
oh, the the way they're deceiving you, and it's it's just like tobacco all over again, and you have all these young men that are like, Duh. and then they bring on these like gambling addicts, and you have this guy that was like, I was I was doing a tennis parlay at four in the morning, and like I was depositing my entire paycheck into my uh into my FanDuel account every week, and I'm like, you know what, like that guy's a loser. Sorry, like yeah, me. He would find something else if sports gambling didn't exist. He would go to the casinos. He would be, you know, doing something shady. No, it's listen. They 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 broadcast it. They do a great job advertising. It's they, fun. It's listen. I don't have a like. You know me. I they had to legalize it. If people are yeah. going to do it, if people are going to do it illegally, which is going to be probably double the amount I just said bet legally illegally this weekend yeah you might as well make some money exactly jesus christ exactly man. it's good it's good for the the state economies all right we're, we're we're worried about we're worried about economics here guys yes. that's, that's that's what we're doing this for okay so if it's- i want to put 10 beans to win 500 on a parlay let me rock 60 minutes okay exactly and listen and i'm listening i'm listening to mad dog today okay my guy mad dog on his radio show on sirius xm and he has the cbs chairman uh the boss everything cbs and they're talking about the super bowl and the production of it and whatnot and he asks him about ratings and why just the nfl is growing at such a rate even with people you know dropping cable you still have crazy numbers and yeah they're streaming and whatnot but you have these crazy crazy numbers still and they're going up and he asked him why and they're talking about just the nfl and whatnot and I think the obvious answer is gambling and fantasy. I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, that's your obvious answer yeah. for why this just is continuing to grow and to get to rates that we've never seen. Yeah, of course. I mean, why, you know, where does most of our knowledge or mine personally um, about the rest of the sport come from is fantasy football. Like, you wouldn't know who... Coming into the season, right? You wouldn't know a Rasheed Rice or an Isaiah Pacheco as well. Um, if you didn't play fantasy football, nobody knows who. If I go and ask, you know, anybody right now, if I go ask my dad, if I go to work, if I go anywhere and I say, Hey, you know who Ty J Spears is? Everybody's gonna be like, Who the hell is that? And I'm gonna be like, yeah. Well, he's actually a pretty solid fantasy running back. He's Derrick Henry's backup. Like, no, it's the betting, it's the fantasy, it's all that stuff. It goes back to the reason why I would know random offensive linemen as a kid is because I'd play Madden yep. and do all the little fantasy drafts and I'd be picking everybody on my team and know everybody at the end of the day. Yeah. You're not getting it from watching the games. No, 100%. It's just it's grown to rates that we've never seen. Uh all right, let's give some predictions here. Are you you Oh wait, no, let's get let's go over some more bets you think, you know, first before okay. we go predictions. Um, What's the craziest thing you've seen? Other, I mean, I think the ha- I mean, having halftime show bets is is absolutely nuts in new york i'm gonna have to look at that now damn it well so i've never actually bet on the national anthem but this year i want to do it i think oh, that's funny. that's a lot of i gotta tell you something it's a lot of fun that's and i'm a lot going of fun. and i'm and i'll tell you what i'm going under i'm going under this year i've i've seen the rehearsals i've heard the rehearsals she she can't hold the note too well or he i don't she's even old. remember. she's old it. rita yeah she's old she's she can't hold her notes too well so I'm going to go, and I don't want no cheap BS. I don't want no starting the clock. You know, as she's taking a breath in, as soon as that first word is said, start the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going I'm going under. Um, how about this one? This was honestly like one of the funniest ones I saw. Will any coach or player cry during the national anthem? Even odds. Yes or no, same odds. That was a lock. That was a lock last year. Sirianni yeah, freaking filling up a pool with his tears. I don't think so. I don't think you're going to have guys crying this year. I mean, you have two teams that have that have been here before. What about it's like uh, you don't you don't think you don't think Brock Purdy gets a little emotional? No, I think Purdy's he's a, just, he's, a, he's a he's a spiritual guy. He's religious. a spiritual guy, religious, love it. He's just he's locked in. He's got this mentality, okay. man. He's he's about, cool, um, calm, and collected. CMC? You don't think CMC lets out a little tear? No, I don't. I think he's he's a watch it. It's gonna be see, but this is the thing. How do I know that the 49ers backup left guard is crying, but he's not on the broadcast? Like, what are the rules here? That's tough. 
That's because you got to catch them on camera crying. Right, because then you can just make it up. Yeah. Like, oh, the backup left guard for the Chiefs is crying. And what, and what constitutes a tear? Because I could I could get a little teary-eyed and wipe it away. Or I, need... could, or I could rub my eyes so much to the point where my eyes are tearing. Right. Do we need a, a run down the cheek? Is that what constitutes? That's why these are crazy, man. That's why you can't gamble on some of these. How about? That's why it's impossible. How about will a player leave the game due to concussion symptoms and not return? And not return. Yes, plus 120. You know, I think we've seen in this postseason, man, they're not they're not checking upstairs for a lot of these hits. Yeah. Like, oh, you remember how in the regular season they'd be like, oh, take him out. That was a hard hit to the head. Yeah. They're not doing that this year. They're not mm. doing that in the postseason. No, the NFL's bending rules. No. That's Officiating's awesome. been good in the postseason. I have to say, it's been pretty good. Yeah, but they're always good at. We talked about that. We talked about that last week. Oh, how about this one? All right, good one, good one, good one. Oh God. Will or how many players will throw a pass attempt over under two and a half? Oh, I think I saw this somewhere else. So the over is plus one. So you're getting plus odds on the over. I would just say yes. You think a little trickery? You like a, you like a Travis Kelsey pass attempt? No, nah, I don't think he'll let him throw a pass. Um, mm, yeah, that's true. Trent, no, it could be Kadibo throw it. No, right or Ayuk? Not Ayuk really. Be able to sling it. I don't, I don't know. know. All right, no, I'll go. No, I'll go under. Okay. I mean, I know that's chalk. I'll go under. All right, two more, two more. Um. This one, I pray to God, the under hits. How many times will Taylor Swift be shown live throughout the game? Five and a half. I think they'll go over. Kick off to to end score. No, no post game, no pregame. You know, I I just I I know I'm a Swift Swifty. I mean, I'm not a Swifty. Okay, these people, <laughs> these people are cra- no. I gotta say, no, no. Go ahead. You're right. I like Taylor Swift. I like her music a lot. Okay, I have my sister likes Taylor Swift a lot. We like her music. To no extent are we these crazy psychotic people that would go above and beyond, give our lives for this woman. I mean, these fans are worse than sports fans at times with their love it's, and their obsession with this girl. It's it's very it's it, you know what it is cult like. It's very weird. Yeah. I have no problem being a fan of her, really liking her, spending a ton and, of money, going to concerts, but the, the these people are nuts. And I know not every Taylor Swift fan is like this. Like, I know people that like Taylor Swift. I know you're not all like this, but it really is. Did you see the reaction to her at the Grammys? Like, you had you to see, Did like you what? see this video? These So it's this group of like six to eight women watching the Grammys and Taylor Swift announces that she's releasing an album just so happens to be the week before the Super Bowl. Right. Great timing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and these, I literally, I have to show you, these girls. They're literally like this, right? They go like this. They're like, Taylor Swift goes, she's like, I have an announcement to make too. And they go, Oh my God, what? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and she like goes, we are when a big play is about to happen for our yeah, team. And, and she goes, I have an I have an album coming out in like April, and they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Tack on each other like we would if you know somebody scored a touchdown on our team. I'm like, "What the hell are you doing?" They, these people are crazy. They're weird. It's they're weird. They're weird. It's weird. It's a cult. It's very weird. And Stop. we don't need the Swifties. You know, if we clip this and put this out, we don't need the Swifties on our bad side. Yeah. Either. We really don't. Because <laughs> I don't need comments again. Oh, Bring it hey, on. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> shut up. You're an idiot. Shut up. I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. Okay. Please. Enough. But yeah, she'll be there. I, I, they, no, but show they, her. they, if we do put something out there, they come out. You, they're oh, aggressive. No, they'll, they'll be, be like, sending my address. They'll be, they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, little man, like whatever this and that, like small peen, like they'll Just, they'll go. <laughs> I'm not against being a fan of her. I think they should show her. I think it's good. It's uh, it's no matter what way you look at it, it's good for football. It's 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 good for her. 
it just makes sense. It's good for the TV network mm-hmm. to show her. It, it makes all around sense. Yeah. Okay. But you have psychotic fans. Yeah. <laughs> you got crazy people. Okay. That that's what you have. Oh, um, any other bets there? Um, That'll go over, by the way. That'll go over. Five and a half. I'll look for that. I had one more, and I was laughing too hard. Uh, just a, how many times will the freaking chains be used for measurement? That's nah. insane. Um, we'll just do the classic one. There's a couple ones here. Like, who's the gonna th- who the Super Bowl MVP is gonna thank in his speech? Um, God, it's probably like Gator- five hundred. Gatorade color. Yeah, I hate. I think this is the most overplayed one. I, I just know. can't get over the fact that clear is plus a thousand. Yeah. How do we not know? Like, what if they? I'm sure they have Gatorade and water on the sideline. So what if they just take the water one on accident and dump it? Plus, you got a glacier freeze, maybe. You know, you I know. mean, please th- th- tell me you cannot listen. I'm not one of these people. The NFL's rigged. You can't tell me that cannot be handled. Oh, that that's yeah. That one's rigged. That, that one one's rigged. rigged. They asked CM a guy asked CMC. He's like, so uh, what kind of color Gatorade you guys like or whatever? And he like wouldn't answer. Yeah, um, but you know, it's like it's maybe. You know, I'm, you know, there's a guy out there who's like, oh, my cousin's the equipment manager for the Chiefs. You know, that's it's this red. is what color. Exactly. It's orange. It's all you know, scam. Interesting. The, you know, Gatorade on the sideline. We never really thought about that. Right? Like, we we were just, we had water. I mean, that's what we had. Oh, yeah. Imagine having Gatorade. That'd be we something. Shared, we shared bottles. Yeah, we got sick. That's what we yeah, did. This yeah, was pre, this was pre-COVID yeah. when everything this is, was shared. This is, imagine a varsity football team with a mono outbreak and everybody yeah. sharing water bottles. That was good. That, that was good in a, in a, in a yeah. water tree. Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's not get ourselves in trouble here. All right, let's <laughs> let's give predictions here uh, before we wrap this up. The NFL, man. Oh, God, it's sad. It's sad. This is the last episode where Dude, it's it? really mainly NFL until the draft, really. Is it just me or did it? Fly by, but at if, the same time went like if flew. like Aaron Rodgers Jets talk felt like years ago, like the preseason hype because that's like all we really would talk. You know, we would mainly talk about that. We talked a lot um, about that, but at the same time, freaking blink of an eye, it's just like holy crap. No, if if flew, and I, I thought about this towards the middle of the year because I didn't want to wish it away. I didn't want not wish it away, but just like. I want to try and like live in the moment every Sunday, like mm-hmm. appreciate it because it's not going to be here. Yep. And it flew. There's you could you couldn't catch it. It just it flew. Well, all right, is, Jay. This is our third season together. As, uh, this is our third full camp. NFL this season. Is our, our third full season. And this is going to be the fourth MLB season. Right? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Our, th- our, our three year anniversary is next month, which is ridiculous. So then it's Insane. our third. So it's our fourth. No. It's our fourth MLB. 21, 22, 23. Yeah, 24. Wow. That's crazy. All right. Um, let's start my with you. My, so go. my prediction. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I as much as my heart wants to pick the Niners, and the Niners are a really good team, and I think it's gonna be a really, really good game. I don't see this being like a blowout on either side. Um, but I just think what it comes down to and what really solidifies my pick of the Chiefs is this isn't a situation where it's like, oh, the, the Niners just if they could get to Mahomes, if they could stop Mahomes, isn't that the Chiefs defense is the best we've seen it in years. And I I just think that the the Pat Mahomes doesn't need to give you 303 touchdowns. He could have a solid game and this team can put up 21 points and they could still win the game with how good this defense is. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to be rooting for the Niners on Sunday, um, and I'm going to put my money on the Chiefs to sort of hedge my feelings. There you go. You can't lose, essentially. Yeah, yeah you can't exactly. lose. Exactly. All right, my Super Bowl prediction, without any proof whatsoever, I'm 5-0 and on my last five, okay, on the winner. I'm 5-0 and on my last five on the winner. I'm going to give you the winner here, and it's going to be the – I think it's going to be the Niners. I think they're going to get it done. I think wow. – you know, and I like the under two in the game, but I think the 49ers are going to win this game because I think this defense here, which has had to play a really just different brand of football in the second half, because they've had to make big stops in the second half of these postseason games. And listen, the Chiefs are not the Packers and the Lions, but 
I think this defense is going to play a full game here. I don't think they're just going to come alive in the second half. So I think the defense is going to play well. It's going to come down to both defenses, like you mentioned. It's not just about, you know, the way these offenses are going to go. It's going to come down to these defenses making stops and then allowing the offenses to then go in and score situationally. I think points going to be hard to come by here. I like 23-20, close game. Mm, and I think cool. the 49ers with Brock Purdy, who is great under pressure in this postseason, I think he's going to come alive here, win Super Bowl MVP, and give the 49ers their first Super Bowl in will, 30, 35 years, whatever it is. Will the 49ers get to Patrick Mahomes? Right. And I, I posted that yesterday. I think they will enough. I mean – I think they'll make him uncomfortable, bat some balls down, um, keep him contained where he can't run and he has to throw it away. Maybe not, you know, with sacks, but mm-hmm. just keep him contained. Don't let him get in space where he's making throws on the run or, you know, gashing you for 15, 20 yards like he mm-hmm. likes to do. That'll be important for these defensive ends. Chase Young's got to show you something, right? I think he's playing. I think he's not playing for his, if he, whatever minutes and, you know, he gets here. He's playing for his namesake and potentially the rest of his career. I mean, he's going to get another job, obviously, somewhere, but it'll be a different kind of feeling if he plays well on this one. Yeah. To what kind of contract he gets. For sure. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to go with Kansas City, man. I've been riding Kansas City. How long? I mean, I tried to stay on the bandwagon. I I didn't pick him against Buffalo. You know, be honest there, but I had him last. I had him two weeks ago against the Ravens. I got something about Purdy, man. I got to be right about Purdy. I, you know, there's just so many people, friends, you know, people we know that'll come up to you and, and you know, I'm a Purdy guy and I put myself out there as a Purdy guy and I want to defend him and I, I want to mm-hmm. rock with him and I want yeah. him to win. I really do. Yeah. Problem is I like both teams. You know, I like Kelsey and Mahomes. You know, yeah. I love them. Yeah. But it's tough. All right. No, we don't have to do awards. I mean, we really don't have to do the awards. Flacco got comeback player of the year. Did he? He did. Oh, I am shocked. I really didn't think they were going to have the balls to do it. Wow. I mean, that's the way it should have gone. Like, you know, Hamlin, it's a great story. I just think Hamlin got his Hamlin got his recognition. He got his flowers. I don't I don't think, you know, that you need to give him this award. I think, you know, you give oh it my to God, I can't on over the past couple of years. The Joe Flacco story is incredible. I just I just saw a tweet. I don't even want to read it to you. I don't even no, want to I'm, read it to you. Oh God! It says coming back, coming back from playing from the Jets for the Jets, and then the greater <sighs> sign, and then dying. <laughs> so, I'm sorry that's out there now. Oh, uh, <laughs> real sorry. All right, <laughs> that's oh, that. Yeah. Offensive player of the year is McCaffrey. Defensive rookie of the year was Will Anderson. That was a little surprise. Carter was the favorite heading in. I think they got this right, though. Will Anderson should have been the defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ, obviously, offensive rookie of the year. Um, I don't want you to say obviously. I thought I thought Puka deserved a little bit of more of a closer race. You know, I had an argument with a friend at school about that on the radio, and I don't. I think this is a year where he was just so dominant and so like I know Puka was you know Puka I get it. and he's a number one and he deserves some kind of recognition we've, we've seen good rookie years like a like a Herbert I know the team performance is different um Shroud's di- I think and, Shroud's and listen if we're doing different. if we're doing most valuable rookie it's Shroud you know no doubt the guy plays a way more valuable position but I mean the, like Puka broke Jamar Chase and Jefferson's records that's insane. Should we ask you this? Nah, I'm not going to ask it. No, um, ask me. Ask me. Should there be an offensive rookie of Should there be an offensive player rookie of the year award? Wait, what? Like should there be a, another award? Where almost you're giving one to the quarterback and then you're giving one to a skill. Oh, player. oh, you mean like an MVP? Yeah. And then a, uh, no, no, I don't think so. All right. We don't have the MVP yet, right? Um, no. Did you see just before we end the the Niners and the Super Bowl talk? Yeah. Did you see this thing about Shanahan that he listens? He has every room bugged in the facility, and he listens to the meetings between the coaches and the players. 
like things he's not supposed to know. Like they, or... no, like everyone is aware of it. He got this from his dad in the I read about it in the athletic. He he got this from his dad when in the Washington days. They were in a meeting uh when Chan when Kyle Shanahan was working as an assistant. They're in an offensive meeting, and Mike Shanahan's not in the room. And they're talking about running this run play and doing a backside block uh-huh. on this run play. And the coaches are agreeing with it. They like the idea. And then Mike Shanahan busts into the room and goes, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. And they're all like, where the hell did you come from? He was listening to their meeting while he was in his office. Yeah, that's weird. Because I mean, they have the room bugs. And everyone knows it. Trent Williams said, like, every 49ers player knows that Kyle does this. And they're just like, yeah, we, we don't have a problem with it. I think it's weird. I think it's a little weird. I don't want to say bugged. How about we say every room's mic'd? That's the same stuff. I know, but bugged. What are you, seems a mafia like, guy? Like, what? No, every room bugged sounds like he's doing it without them knowing. There's a mic in every right. room. I get it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, small. I under, yeah, I, I mean, I get. I yeah. think, I think it's there are some benefits, but I also think there's probably more negatives to that. Yeah, is that fair? I do too. I think it's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. All right, we don't have the MVP yet. I mean, it's going to be Lamar, but man, would that be a great surprise? I mean, listen, because Hamlin, how big of a favorite was he? Yeah, and Carter was a favorite too. So it's, up, it's upset night. This would be the big like this would be the biggest upset ever, I think. In the Reggie MVP, Wayne I, and Jared Allen weren't Hall of Famers. Lamar, Lamar, oh, that is true. Lamar closed at minus ten thousand, bro. That's if he loses the if he doesn't win the MVP, that's ridiculous. That's official. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, I hope he doesn't win because he don't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. All right. That's it for football. I'm closing the notebook on football there. My notebook was closed. And now we are going to talk a little NBA. We had the trade deadline today, which was Thursday. It's now closed. And JM, your New York Knicks, they made a nice trade getting um, Alec Burks back. Look at that. Yeah, uh, And that's Bojan or Bogdan? Bojan. Bojan. Or Bojan. What do you think? Um, I think it's great. I think the Knicks had some. Well, first of all, I don't know if you saw the lineup they fielded tonight, but um, I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the fact that they were even competing in that game was impressive. And uh, you know, now Isaiah Hartenstein re-injured his Achilles tonight, so the injury bug. I mean, you might as well just wrap this team in bubble wrap right now. It's just getting ridiculous. Um, but I think it's great. I mean, the Knicks had a amazing January, and they were continuing it throughout the beginning of February. And this team, you know, we were already talking about them as a potential final team, um, and at least being a top three team in the East. And the way I view them right now, even before that trade, was a top two team because I think you would look at the way the Bucks have been playing lately. The Sixers are sliding. I think the the only team that really can c- contend with that is the Cavaliers because they've been just as hot as the Knicks. Um, but it's great. I mean, they've, they've been lacking scoring off the bench. That's been their problem ever since they lost quickly, ever since they lost Ardre, you know, quickly was that six man, that guy off the bench mm-hmm. that gave you scoring. Um, he's, he leaves and, you know, Grimes and uh, he just wasn't going to get it done as a number one scoring guy or a miles McBride coming off the bench as a number one scoring guy. Josh Hart off the bench is more of a defensive minded passing guy. Right. So, it's huge for them to get Alec Burks, a guy that can shoot 40% from three, and then Bojan, a guy who's averaged 20 points. Yeah. You know, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because it is Detroit. You're not going to be putting up 20 in New York. But we're not talking about a 20 points on 37% from the field. He is a very efficient player. So yeah, 41% from three point. Yep. He's a very efficient shooter from all levels of the court. And to have that coming off your bench now along with Alec Burks, um, you know, you still are, I guess, missing that ball handler. Um, Deuce McBride is is solid. He's not exactly a, a facilitator like Jalen Brunson is. I mean, Brunson's obviously a great scorer, but he's very good at f- facilitating too. Um, so the deadline's over though. So they're they're showing their confidence in McBride. I'm just I'm wondering now what that rotation looks like when Mitch Robb comes back, whenever like like fully healthy. Um, 
I mean, I would say that Hartenstein's going to start still over right. Robinson just because even when he comes back, even, even when he comes even back, postseason. I th- I think Hartenstein deserves to start the rest of the year. He's played great, and Robinson, you know, I'm sure he's not going to be able to be playing 35 minutes. Um, but then those bench options, excuse me, of uh, you know, Burks. Let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. Burks, Hart, Bogdanovich, McBride, and Robinson. One of those guys is probably going to have to fall out of the rotation because I can't see Tibbs especially running a 10-man rotation. Yeah. I'm going to assume it's McBride, and I guess you would have Burks playing a little point guard. I know he could handle the ball a little bit, and I think also he'll split maybe DiVincenzo handling the ball a little bit when Brunson's not on the floor. So, but anyway. I mean, we're also not taking in account for injuries that could right. possibly happen to any of these guys. Hopefully it's not one of your bigger guys, but right. I mean, that's why you know you, you're almost prepared for a depth piece to go down, you know, yeah. with the with the how deep Leon Rose has has made this team, and I mean Leon Rose, man, I mean look at this guy. Yeah, I have a problem with Leon Rose. I think you know my problem with Leon Rose. Agent, Do you know my problem with Leon Rose. Relationship with the agency. He doesn't speak to the media, and when he ah. does, he does pre-recorded spots with Mike Breen, and I don't like that. Well, you're I media think you guy. Should, I, I don't care how he runs the basketball team. Right, and that's fine. But let's say I'm not a media guy. I like the fact that Joe Shane, after the Giants win six games, is out in front answering questions for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. I respect that Billy Epler calls into radio shows when he was the general manager and speaks to the media. I, I respect that. And... Listen, he hasn't had a bad tenure with the Knicks. I mean, you know, I mean, how many years has he been president? Uh, five, I think it was right around like five years. So he's had a couple of losing seasons in that, correct? Mm-hmm. It, and I just I don't like that when things aren't perfect. And he didn't do it last year. He didn't. He didn't do it last year. So yeah. I can't even say he. Well, he didn't do it when it was bad, but he's doing it when it's good. Right. I, I got a. I got a problem. That's all. All right, well, you, you have fun. He does a good job. Probably. He does a good job with the basketball team. MVP and he kept voting. all his first round picks. MVP voting is out. Yes. Lamar 49. Josh Allen one. You know what, man? <laughs> it's like it just it You're a little Niners fan, aren't you? No, I, I defend let's defend <laughs> Allen here. I mean, come on. I just yeah. I don't think Lamar had that great of a year. And no, I just think not. it was default. I think it was default at that point. Yeah. Why? Because Josh Allen threw 18 interceptions. Oh mm-hmm. he had three against the Jets. Okay. No, but- and the Jets always play him tight. And the last one they, they were losing and he needed to throw it up. I mean, you I know, we got we got a little ripped apart when we said back in week 17, whatever it was, after they after on Christmas Eve, after with the week 16 game when the Ravens beat the Niners, right? And everybody was like, oh, Lamar's the MVP. We recorded that week, and we said, this is a little ridiculous that everybody's just saying Lamar's the MVP now. And everybody was like, oh, but look at the year the Ravens are having, and how can you not? You know, they're the number one seed in this and that. Well, now look at them. They're not in the freaking Super Bowl. So what was what was the point then? Because they didn't make it. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. So what was the point of this whole Lamar Jackson should be the MVP? Yeah. Why not give it to a guy who had a better year, like a Christian McCaffrey who's in the Super Bowl? Or a Josh Allen that lost to the Kansas City Chiefs that, oh, by the way, beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So enough with the, oh, how's their team doing? I get it if you don't want to give it to a guy that, like like I always use the Deshaun Watson Texans example. They went 4-12. and 12. The guy led the league in passer rating. Mm-hmm. I understand you don't want to give it to a 4-12 and 12 quarterback. But why not give it to a three-seed quarterback or a one-seed running back you got to give it to the number one seed and that quarterback. You have to do it. But but if you say Brock Purdy, who's the quarterback of the number one seed, no, he's that got is all these ridiculous. He's got the weapons. No. You don't know ball, Damn. casual, this and that. Yeah. You don't know ball, actually. It's ridiculous. I don't care. Merle, I, I, I know I'm ranting right now. I'm sorry. But. Joe Montana, I want to use him as an example. His coach is on tape, look this up, as saying that Montana wasn't the greatest arm 
And by the way, Joe Montana is the same quarterback of this is a quarterback of the same team that Brock Purdy plays on right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Joe Montana, you ask anybody over the age of 30, they will tell you one of the greatest quarterbacks. Some of them might still view him as their GOAT, right? MVPs, Super Bowl rings, played within structure, threw guys open, very smart quarterback. When Brock Purdy does it, though, not so good because no. he was drafted in the seventh round. That no. is the only reason. Yeah. What people don't realize is that Brock Purdy is in his first full season starting. One and a half years here of blank. Just wait. Give it a couple of years. The people that don't think Brock Purdy is all this, please, you're going to look like such an idiot in about these, two to three years. These hands, I would have many fingers left if you ask me right now what quarterbacks would you take over Brock Purdy for the rest of their careers right now. Yeah. I would take... Brock Purdy is on my top 10 list of quarterbacks I would take for the next 5, 10, 15 years, whatever time frame you want to use. And listen, right now, there is a clear distinction between, you know, Lamar and Str I don't even think Lamar, Stroud and, you know, I'll throw Rodgers in there and, you know, Herbert and Burrow and Allen and Mahomes. Like, there is a clear distinction between those guys Yeah, and him. I'm 100% there, but he's mm -hmm. he's about to get there. He's about to get there. Coach and quarterback, perfect marriage. Yes, Chiefs it is. Mastered it. 49ers. We'll see what happens this Sunday. But I think even going forward, I think they've they're starting to get the hang of it here. Yeah. Um back to the NBA. Back to the NBA. Uh, anything else on the Knicks there? Uh nothing really much. I mean, we talked about them a lot last week. I just think this trade makes them better and they gotta get healthier. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, listen, I was listening to a couple people today talk probably want a month or so of everybody playing together so there's no rush mm -hmm. to get everybody back right now but you want a month would you shut everybody down until the all-star break oh i'd shut brunson down Obviously, i was happy Randall's i was happy out. he did not play tonight um you know he's got an, an ankle sprain i'm assuming it's a low ankle sprain because it doesn't you know high ankle sprain you're talking weeks um but then again this og OG went from being a game time decision the day after he got hurt to being out for like a month and a half. Um, I mean, at that point, you know, who else are you shutting down? Maybe a Hartenstein, but yeah, you know, you know I'm not, I'm not going to shut down Josh Hart. Right. No, we're not going to shut down Josh Hart. All right. Buddy Heald's a 76er. What do you think of them? What do you think of the 76ers really not going hard? I mean, there's questions obviously with Embiid. What his, what's his deal going to be? They seem like, and they are doing this, they're loading up for the offseason and going to add that next star player to go along with yeah. Maxi and Embiid in the offseason. It's funny because it's everybody's saying that about the Knicks too, that the Knicks are doing the same thing. They've made all yeah. these moves, and the Knicks haven't even given up a first-round pick. they got all these first-round picks. Bojan has a team option this offseason, so they could trade him. They could re-sign him. They could let him go. Like They, they have as much flexibility as they want with him. So, um I mean, I, I I think the the Sixers are going along the same route this year. I really their outlook seems a little bleak to me. I don't really see them um, going anywhere. Uh, one thing that I find funny is we're just kind of like forgetting about Embiid and like the whole playoff performance thing because I keep hearing this thing when we were talking about Jalen Brunson and talk about oh what you know. What is is Jalen Brunson that guy that could be a one A right that could be like the top dog superstar and and, right. and and when it's crunch time like he could perform and then they'd be like yeah could he be a a Jokic a Giannis an Embiid and I'm like uh why is everybody bringing up Joel Embiid when he's been clowned for years for underperforming in the playoffs to the same levels or worse than you know Julius Randle gets clowned for his playoff performances yeah. So I think with that, that's a concern is Embiid, you know, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to show up in the playoffs? There's a lot of X factors with him. Um, even fully healthy, I think this team is not a top team in the East. So I think they're looking more towards next year. And then the East is just weird. We're not going to talk about the Celtics. The Celtics are great. The Bucs. What the hell is the deal with this team? I mean, Merle, you got Doc Rivers. First of all, he's coaching the East. In the on the All Star game, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. He's giving the bonus too and everything to Griffin, right? Yeah, yeah, which is nice. 
That's nice, but it's just a weird situation. Yeah, he's also got, you know, money coming out of his you-know-what. Um, Who, Rivers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah TV yeah. deals, his, his coaching days with the Celtics. Really the screwed ESPN, too, man. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bucks though, all over the place. They're dropping games. They're they're choking down the stretch. They're 1-3 ever since. The, I mean, I, actually, they might have won. The other night, I got to look that up, but whatever. The Doc Rivers experience. In the Doc Rivers experience, the defense is not getting better. This team just doesn't seem to mesh very well. Not big on the Bucks. So, I'm still viewing the Knicks as the second-best team in the East. Still better than Cleveland, you would think. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland is great. They're the two-seed right now. They're playing very well. The Knicks have had their injuries over the past couple of weeks okay. here, so I think at full strength, the Knicks beat them. I mean, they beat them last year. Um, the Knicks, I think, have improved more than the Cavaliers have coming off of last year. Scary um, series, though. Scary series. I think that is a potential matchup, right? A two versus a three. You could have a rematch of last year. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's playing great. I think they just they lack that star power. The Cavs, like the Knicks, get knocked for. I think there's different tiers to it, but the Knicks have two All Stars. Cavs have one All Star. I think the Knicks also have better depth. Those are two really good things to have. I think the Knicks are also a better overall three point shooting team. I think the Knicks are slightly better defensively. So, yeah, interesting series that would be. Mm-hmm. Um. What did you think of the Lakers standing pat there? I mean, not really doing anything big. Yeah, really weird. That's what I thought of it. I thought, you know, I didn't expect to see LeBron James has been traded to X, Y, or Z. Um, But I was expecting them to maybe go out and get a couple role players like they did last year uh, to kind of to, to solidify this team a little bit. I mean, I think the DeJounte Murray rumors kind of died down. I think that was stupid. I think Russell is... Uh, a fine enough player where you don't need a, a DeJounte Murray. And I don't even know if DeJounte Murray really moves the needle for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they had any interest in Zach Levine before he got hurt, but it just, you know, I'm not asking for them to go out. Like, like, you know, you saw the names that got traded today, a PJ Washington, a Daniel yeah. Gafford, a, a, a Bogdanovich, a Buddy Heald, like. No needle movers. I was expecting, you know, but, but solid role player. Good, yeah. good guys. Like good, solid minute productive players and nothing from the Lakers. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. The, uh, the Mavs making some weird moves. It was a quiet deadline to be honest with you. It, it wasn't, you know, there were moves made, but th- there wasn't any major names. You know, we didn't see a Kevin Durant get traded or a James Harden. Like we've yeah. seen, like we saw last year. How good are they, man? Those Clippers. They're good. I was watching right now. A couple, I was watching a couple of, uh, People talk about them, and they they look like they're a fun watch. I might have they, to throw them on. They are really good. Um, that starting lineup when they have when they have Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, and George on the floor together, they're like the best combo four players, advanced stats wise, across the league. Like that's the best combination of players you could have on the court. Um, it's what a, a mix strong, of guys. That must be a fun locker room. It's the strongest unit. Yeah. Um, that the West is very weird to me. It's so freaking close. Cause I looked the other day and I'm like, Oh, the good, the Clippers finally, they got to the one seed. Like, wow. And then I checked this morning. They're the four seed. Like what the hell? Do they're all they're the best team apart. in the West. I do. Right now. They're the best team in the West. They're the best team in the West. I if think you had to pick a team to come out of the West, they would win. See, that's different. Best right now. Best right now. I'm gonna go Clippers. Make it out. There's always, you know, it's an older team, so this is where there's concern about fatigue. There's concern about injury, but at the same time, I could say, well, they have the most experience. They have guys who have won championships. Actually, besides Kawhi, does anybody on that team have a ring? Harden doesn't have a ring. Westbrook doesn't have a ring, and Paul George doesn't have a ring. So never mind. Kawhi, Kawhi has a ring. Kawhi has a ring. That's it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. it's tough. The Thunder. I'm not gonna say the Thunder. I just think the Thunder. They're very good. Too inexperienced for me. I so think it would be Denver. It would be Denver. The only team you're really considering. 
I think I think Minnesota is one is maybe the scariest team that I would want to play. I know Denver's really? great. I know Denver Denver's great. Um, I would still be very scared to play Denver, especially they're so good at home. But oh my god, the Timberwolves defensively are a nightmare. Is Jokic going to win MVP again? I don't think so. I mean, he might. Like, if I had a vote, I wouldn't vote for him, but he might win it now that Embiid's out. I would honestly, Luca's really making it tough. Okay. I would, I would, I would really consider Luca. I would consider SGA for like a second. Um, how many votes is Brunson going to get? Not many. I want to see Brunson make all NBA though. Okay. I, I want to, he's got to beat out some good names, right? He's got to be for guards, first team. He's yeah. better than Lillard. He's way better than Lillard this year. Um, but he's got to beat out Halliburton. He's got to beat out SGA. He's got to beat out Luka. I mean, you know, those. there's two guards or three. There might be – no, I think there's two guards, two forwards, and a center on the All-NBA team. But I think he'd probably get second team because I can't see him making it over SGA or Luka. But I, he, he might be third. He might be the okay. third guy in. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he can meet your expectations there or your – your wants and needs. Yeah. Okay. Pause. That's going to do it here. Episode uh, 123 in the books as we say goodbye to the NFL season and hello to NBA being NASCAR. at the forefront. NASCAR is. Hello yes, to the Daytona 500. Hello to the Monday. Daytona 500. I usually watch the Daytona. Let's I usually go. watch the Daytona. Let's go. And Although I'll probably watch in the stadium series. So you know, I, I won't be watching Daytona. You like shows. You're a show guy. I really encourage you and anybody out there, watch the NASCAR show. Everybody on Netflix, everybody loved the F1 show. And I I like the F1 show too. I watched the NASCAR show. They did a very good job catering to the casual fan. The storylines are great. Netflix, I think it was a very well produced show. It's only like five episodes too. It's not a. So freaking... if I watch that, will that catapult me into I think, wanting to I, watch? I, I, I'm not saying you're gonna you're gonna come on the podcast next week and start talking to me about you know tire pressures and uh, and tire <laughs> and you know fenders, but I would uh, I would think that you you would get a little bit of a of a curiosity. All right, maybe maybe I'll check it out. Right. I like like docu series shows like that. All yeah. right, all right, that's gonna do it. Any baseball uh, well, news next week? By the way, are we gonna are we gonna get anything? I hope so. I do want to talk some baseball. We'll definitely try and work some baseball in either this coming episode or the next. Definitely the next episode after that. You don't want to sneak the catchers in, reporting. You want to sneak in? Um, who the Mets sign? Oh, Fujinami and Dykeman. Huge moves, like I, huge. You don't understand how excited yeah. I am about those. John moves. John Curtis esque moves. No, it was a little better. Uh, Deakman. All right. Deakman is. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk off air. We'll talk Mets and Yankees and all that coming soon. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.